Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Church podcast. Visit us online at lifepointcentral.com. Well, once again, thank you guys so much for uh, being here, being with us on a holiday weekend. And as I mentioned, we are going to be having uh, our picnic afterwards. And uh, they made some barbecue. Anyone up for some barbecue? Thank you. Uh, how many ready to go this morning? All right. Just um, checking your pulse. See if you are alive and you're awake this morning. And um, let's make a declaration. Let's say this. I declare. I, declare. I have a spirit of faith. I, spirit of faith. I, am I am who God says I am. I have what God says I have. I can do what God says I can do. I declare. I have a spirit of power, love, and self-control. And never a spirit of fear. All right. Um, so we are going to start a brand new series next weekend, and I know I say this a lot, but it might be the best series we've, we've done. Um, I, I just, I have, uh, I don't know, I just feel led to, to tell you how to navigate the world right now, and uh, to know what's going on, and not just what's going on, but what's going on in you. There's more going on in you than you know. Anyways, I'll wait until next week for that, but I would tell you to be here. If you can't, make sure you watch online because um, it, it's some good stuff. It's, I'm, 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 um, I kind of want to preach it, but I need to do this morning, okay? So we'll, we'll leave that to... So our new series is called AI. AI. I mean, there's a lot going on in the AI world, and so um, so be here next weekend. But, but this morning, uh, usually on a holiday message, I, I try to pump you up and, and make you feel good and get you out the door, but... Um, I, I'm still going to pump you up and make you feel good, but, but I'm, I'm going to, they might take me off YouTube after this morning, I think is what I'm, what I'm, what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so it's, um, I, I'm going to try, I told, told them backstage, I'm, I'm, I got to behave, but here we go. So, um, so it's our Freedom Weekend, obviously this weekend, this week we're recognizing July 4th, and we all know that in 1776, our Congress uh, recognized the Declaration of Independence, and we're grateful for those freedoms. We mentioned that. Grateful for those you helped to defend and have sacrificed for that. Um, but but I've, I've noticed that it just doesn't seem like the freedom that you all sacrificed for is taken as serious today. I, I feel like we're in a moment, in a time where what you gave so much for is so easily forsaken. And there's, there's a strategy and a philosophy, um, I don't want to call it a movement, um, but there's a strategic plan um, by a cancel culture crowd um, to, to get us to cancel uh, our beliefs, our freedoms. And I, I think you've noticed that. Um, I looked up the word forsake, which is a word we use a lot. But I just want to see what, what the definition is. And the word forsake um, just means this, to abandon someone or something. To abandon someone or something or reten- renounce or give up someone or something of value. So when you forsake something, you are forfeiting something. You're giving up something. You're renouncing something of value. And 
we need to be very aware that we're not forsaking the things that we need to embrace. And we need to make sure that we're holding on to the things that um, culture wants us to give up on. I want to read to you from the book of Psalms. This is chapter 106. I'm going to read to you a few verses. How many love the word of God? Man, this is, aren't you glad for the word? Man. All right, verse 34. Neither did our fathers destroy the enemies in the land as you commanded them, but they mingled themselves with their enemies, and they learned to copy their works of darkness. They began to serve their gods, bow before their idols. All of this led them away from you and brought about their downfall. They even sacrificed their little children to the demon spirits. Shedding the innocent blood of their sons and daughters, these dark practices greatly defiled the land and their own souls through the murder and bloodshed of their own babies. Their sins made them spiritual adulterers before you. This is why you were furious. As your anger burned hot against them, you couldn't even stand to look at your very own people any longer. You know, that's a, that's a serious verse right there. And it's referencing how God's people were to drive out the enemy as they went into Canaan. But yet, instead of driving them out, they just mingled with them. So much so that they adopted their practices, even down to sacrificing their own children to the gods uh, of Canaan. And because of that, the fury or the anger of God burned. He said he couldn't even stand to look at the people that he called his own people. That's um, sometimes we read things in the Bible and we think they're distant stories or we think they're um, far-fetched or we think they're so long ago, but these are real people that, allow, that allowed some real things to occur and we need to take notice on verses like this. And uh, the Bible is very clear that God made his people that we call the nation of, of Israel and so Israel was consecrated by God from its inception as was the United States of America. Um, Israel was the only country that God made for himself. And America is the only country that man made itself for him. And so in, in saying that, um, what happens or happened to the nation of Israel, America has a tendency to mirror. Now, we often... And we have mirrored the good things, and unfortunately, we've mirrored the bad things. But we have this mirroring effect, and in, in saying that, I, I just want to give these next few moments a title. And here's my title, Staying Cancel-Proof. How can you and I stay cancel-proof? I'm going to share three things with you, like I always do. Now, I want to give you permission to um, say amen. It's okay this morning. You can say it's okay to say amen any morning, but this morning it's okay. Let's just be real. Can we just be real? So I want to tell you how you as a believer and Christ follower, guys, even if the country, the culture, the society, the world around you, the neighborhood around you is forsaking and detouring off what I believe, uh, God would want them to stick and to stay on our original convictions and beliefs, even though uh, uh, even if government does so, how can you and I as individual Christ followers in a local church stay canceled proof? Um, Y'all ready for this? Number one, always remember, never forget. Always remember, 
never forget. Now, um, you, you can apply this stuff um, directly, uh, that I'm saying that you can apply it directly um, to a patriotic feel. You can apply it to a very spiritual feel. You can apply this to a very practical feel. But the Bible is filled with this phrase, don't forget, remember, don't forget, remember, don't forget, remember. And if, if we just noticed anything from the verse we just read, um, Israel chose not to remember. They forsook or they forgot. Let, let, let's read on just a little bit. This is the book of Judges, and it says this, um, after a whole generation had, began, had been gathered, excuse me, to their ancestors, another generation grew up who neither knew the Lord or what he had done for Israel. Guys, we, we are on the fringes of a generation and a culture not knowing the God that we've served in this country. We, we are, we are um, I, I spent almost 20 years working with young people. And I remember several years ago, the, uh, the experts, I remember being in, in a room in, in Pittsburgh with, with the experts of working with a generation at that time. And they said, we're, we're about to step into almost a post-Christian culture. And I thought, that sounds so bizarre, but, but we're on the fringe of that. And we see this, this happen to the nation of Israel that all of a sudden there was a generation that didn't know God or didn't know what he did. And we're about to find out why. Verse 11, then the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord and they served the Baals. They forsook the Lord, the God of their ancestors who brought them up and out of Egypt. And they followed and they worshiped various gods of the people around them. And they aroused the anger of the Lord because, and it tells us why, they forsook him. And look what it says. They served the bells and the asherahs. So we see that they forsook God. And a whole generation missed out on knowing God and worshiping God because they chose to worship the local gods. Now, let me read one more verse from the book of Judges in the next chapter, verse, verse 7 in chapter 3. And the Israelites did evil in the eyes of the Lord. Because they forgot the Lord their God and they served the bells and they served the Asherahs. So we see this plaguing problem with Israel that they forgot God. And because they forgot God, they forsook God. It all starts with remembering and, and, and forgetting. It all starts with choosing um, to neglect or to remember and falling into um, a place and a position of forsaking. So the Bible says they, they forgot their God. Y'all, they forgot the God who brought them out of slavery. They forgot the God who brought them out of Egypt. They forgot. And I know we think, but how could they forget? But, but I, I feel like we're following in the footsteps in, in the USA of forgetting the, the, those who sacrificed to create a nation solely to honor and worship, not gods, but the God. But because they forgot, they forsook, and man is made to want to worship. Man is made with a need to worship a God. And they began to worship the bells and the Asherahs because they, they, they didn't hold God in their hearts. They didn't hold God in their souls. They, they, they forsook God and they, they forgot the covenant they had with, with Yahweh. They forgot the covenant they had with, with God Almighty. And the Bible said they began to worship the bells and the Asherahs. Now, I, I'm sure you weren't studying that this week, so I, I, I've been studying it for you, and I'll, I'll just let you know what, what that means. Uh, Baal was the chief Canaanite god. Um, actually, there are several Baal gods, 
But they all fall under this idea. The word bell really means, now, now get this, it means the Lord, the owner, the master, and the husband. It was the God of turning. It's the God in the Bible that was the other God. And the Bible says they turned from God and God had told them to drive out those gods, but they didn't do it. So they mingled with those gods and they fell into worshiping those gods and following those gods, uh, the, the gods, the bell gods. And let's just put it this way. Um, if there is no true God, there's no truth. And if there are many gods, there is many individual truths. And they forsook that. They forgot that. And because they forgot that, they forfeited that they were, they were God's people. How could that happen in a country like ours that the whole reason we showed up was to remember the God, Yahweh? So if Baal means the source, when you do things like removing prayer from school, taking the commandments off the wall, removing scripture from school and replacing it with drag queen sessions, we have replaced truth for individual preference. And, and so I want to challenge you, don't, don't, don't forget the word of God, y'all, is still the word. It still works. It's still the truth. And it is absolutely the only truth that if you know it, Actually, the Bible says if you know the truth, the word know is the word for sexual intercourse. It means if you are in intimacy with the word of God, you'll walk in freedom. Otherwise, you cannot. They gave up freedom for bondage. That he just brought them out of for 400 and some years in Egypt. I think the truth is they came out of Egypt, but they never got Egypt out of them. And so we've replaced with the worship of Baal. Now, in America, we're probably not bowing down to a false idol, but we do it in our culture because there's a different source now. There's, there's, a, there's a different identity. There's a, a different master, a different owner. Um, you, you can find the symbol of Baal all the way back at Mount Sinai. Y'all remember when Moses went up to talk to God? And they got antsy, and he came down with God's Ten Commandments, God's law, God's words, and he got back down, and they made their own idol. Um, it was a what? A golden calf, which is a symbol of Baal. Um, some of these things seem distant to us, but uh, there's a 7,100-pound object on Wall Street that's a what? It's the calf. It's the golden calf. Uh, in 2015, the jihadists destroyed the Bell Arch, and they put it at, uh, a replica where? New York City. Don't, don't think these things are strange. These things have crept their way into our culture more deceptively maybe than it would have happened then. But, but, it, but it says this. They, they, for, they forgot God, so they forsook him. And, and what did they do? They, they began to worship the bells. They had a different source. They had a different husband. They had a, a different owner. They had a, a different master. And then it says they worshiped the Asherahs. Well, if you study these words out, um, you're going to find that in the Old Testament, there were these gods, um, and you're going to find they just had different names when you got to the New Testament, uh, difference between a, a Hebrew name and a Greek name, but they're all demonic. 
and so, so they begin to worship uh, the Asherahs. Now, the, 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 the goddess of Asherah was the goddess Ishtar. And, and, and you, 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 you got to get this. I, Ishtar was what they would call the goddess of seduction and the El house or the tavern. The tavern was her potion. Uh, she was also the goddess of, of seduction and war. And I, I just want to tell you a little bit about um, her powers of seduction. So uh, she had these attributes in Mesopotamia that seemed like mythology. But I'm going to start talking to you about her powers. And you're going to realize this isn't mythology. So, so her powers go a little bit like this. Remember, she's the goddess of the tavern. And she's the goddess of seduction. And this was her known powers. To turn men from masculine men into feminine acting men. To turn men into passive men and women into aggressive women in that you can find a feminist movement and no one here is against women we're all equal right but but there's a there's a there's a feminist movement and and this is apparently some of her powers um her powers would, would you can attach some more so this is a cycle um that that she's very anti-family some of her powers, uh, it would be worded this way, uh, the deconstruction of sexuality, which, which would start with this, men begin to dress like women, women begin to dress like men. We, we call that what? Cross-dressers. Now, th- th- this is a long time ago that this happened, but y'all, it's happening again. Um, not only did her power stop there, um, she turned men's attraction from women to men and women's attraction from men to women. Thus, we see one of her powers would be the sin of homosexuality. She also supposedly had the power not to turn just uh, same-sex attraction, but what they would call intersexuality or people sharing both genders. Um, She had the power to influence people, normal people, to have sex changes. Not only sex changes, but the mutilation of gender change among children, changing their identity, changing their organs. Y'all, this is the Old Testament, but what are we watching happen before our eyes right now? Um, So she was known for her parades and her pageants where lots of debauchery would follow. Um, Anyone want to guess what her halo symbol was? A rainbow. Her, her spiritual month of emphasis, June, where she would have these pageants and these parades in, in the month of June. The rainbow was her sign. Um, supposedly, she indwelled during that month of June every year. And with these pageants, with these parades that was followed with transsexuals and homosexuals, and this, this, this was her month. I mean, it's sad to me that... Um, our veterans get a day, but um, the pride movement gets a whole month. Um, if, you've, if you have, um, if you've watched anything lately, it's not just, it's just not a lifestyle. It, it, it's, it's, it is so wrong. And, and I'm, I'm not here to hurt anybody that's dealing with some of those affections, I'm just telling you that at the root of this, guys, is, 
It's, it's not about people. This is a spiritual battle. And she had a holy day, June 26th. Um, the same day that in America a few years ago, we decided to legalize homosexuality and same-sex marriage. And a few years ago, uphold that same thing on June the 26th. And, and, and the reason why I share all of those with you is just to say we're reading scripture that we believe to be true and scripture says they forgot God and forsook him and worshiped the bells and the asherahs. Well, we just read words. Well, what do those words mean? Gods that in some way, form, and fashion we're giving an open door to once again on our streets and our cities and our schools and our government. Well, we read in Psalms that it, it didn't stop there. It even, it even included uh, what we would know as the worship of Molech, which was sacrificing babies. Now, we don't live in a country where we're going to literally sacrifice a child on an altar, but we'll do it. It's called abortion. And these are evils that are happening. Now, now here, here, here's, here's what happened. Jesus came on the scene. The gospel, which started as the seed of Jesus, the word of God that was manifest. And how many of the word is a seed, but the word works, the word manifests, the word reproduces. And Jesus comes on the scene, the gospel begins to prevail, and the church is birthed. And those spirits were driven from mainline culture to the dry places. That's why they were at bay or restrained. But when those doors are open, the Bible says it will become even up to seven times worse. And we're, we're seeing that in our culture. And so how do you and I that love Jesus, how, what do we do? Well, the challenge is, is that you always remember and you never forget. Abraham Lincoln uh, said it this way. He said, America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we falter and lose our freedom, it's because we did what? We destroyed ourselves. He actually said this. He said, my concern is not whether God is on our side. My greatest concern is to be on God's side, for God is always right. Yeah. Ronald Reagan. Anyone miss Ronald Reagan? Ronald Reagan said this. If we ever forget that we are one nation under God, we will be a nation gone under. Look, look, just look at someone next to you and say, don't forget. We, we can't forget. I'm telling you, how, how, how do we stay cancel-proof? Are you all with me? As followers of Jesus, don't be surprised by the evil. Um, don't be surprised by the things around you. That's just the devil at work. But what can you do about it? Always remember, never forget. Do not let us as a church, as an individual, individual church, as followers of Jesus, don't, don't let us fall into what we just read about um, God's anger and fury being against a people because they, they forgot and they forsook. And if you forget, you will forsake. So what can you do to stay cancel-proof? One, you can always remember, never forget. Y'all doing all right? Yeah. That was pretty good, right? Yeah. You want my second thing? Yeah. All right, here's my second one. You ready for this? Always vote biblical, never liberal. All right, now don't leave yet. Wait. 
Okay, uh, just stick with me because over the last few years, I've had several people tell me they don't want to hear about politics in church. And this is how I tell everybody. I agree. I don't want to talk about politics in church, but we're past that point. We have to talk about some of these things in church because we need to know the truth. Now, it is, as an American, it, I believe it's your, your responsibility and your right and your God-given opportunity to, to go and vote. And we have an important election, and I, and I get it. There's a lot of um, fear. There's a lot of distrust there, rightfully so. Um, but, but when I say don't vote liberal, I, I'm not talking about Democrat versus Republican. We, we have so many issues before us, gender issues, racial issues, border issues, um, economic issues. I, I'm just a firm believer that the biblical principles can correct this. I'm a firm believer that the biblical, and if the world goes off track, you stay on Bible. I'm just saying, if the world goes crazy... You're not obligated to follow. Stay on Bible. Stay on word. Um, so I'm not talking about um, Democrat or Republican, but, but don't get caught up in voting party. Don't get caught up in voting race. Don't get caught up in voting gender. Don't get up, you know, uh, caught up in, in, in just voting. Um, you, you, just, you just vote Bible. You just vote Bible. And, I, and I'm not going to say a lot here because I've taught on this, but I, I just want to give you a screen. I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I, this is how you vote. You should vote to protect the sanctity of life. Abortion is the number one killer in the world. It's murder. Um, there, there are people that make decisions, um, sometimes because they don't know what decisions to make. But, but what do we do? We, we have to vote for the sanctity of life and those who will uphold it. We've had some victories lately in, in this area, but we, we want to, uh, we, we just believe in life. Amen? Y'all got that? Jesus said he is life. Um, you should vote for the sanctity of marriage. One man and one woman. Um, there's a whole debate there against same sex, but, but we're voting for the sanctity of marriage. We see that from the beginning in the Bible. Um, we need to vote for the sanctity of truth. The greatest attack over the last few years uh, is against the word of God, is against truth. And so we should vote. I, I guess what I'm saying is you need to go vote, but vote, vote biblical. Um, vote to protect the sanctity of worship. We can come in here and worship today. We see that being challenged around us. We see that being challenged um, more and more in, in our country. But we, we need to, uh, um, I mean, behave, Aaron. Um, we just need to vote to protect our, our, our freedom to worship. And we need to vote always to protect the sanctity of Israel, God's people. I, I believe that's how you vote. Now, there's nothing up there that says party. There's nothing up there that says demographic. There's nothing up there that says gender. And there's nothing up there that says race. That, those are side issues. We, we vote Bible. We vote Bible. We vote Bible. Look at someone and say, that's good right there. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, how can you individually, as a, as a person, as a family, as a church, how can you remain cancel-proof? They can't cancel you if you don't let them. I'm not talking about picking a fight or being arrogant. I'm just saying, you, you just be full of truth. Amen? You, if you're full of truth, you don't, you don't have to doubt anything. You don't have to apologize. You just be full of truth. You be full of, of, of the word of God. 
And it just so happens that the word of God makes a lot of common sense too. Yeah. Told someone their day, I feel smarter every day. I mean, it's crazy out there. I mean, if, if you just follow the word of God, your life will be blessed. Yeah. The hand of God will be on you. Amen. 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 God's good. Amen. Can we just give him some praise for a moment? God, we thank you. We worship you. We praise you. Amen. So, all right, so, 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 always remember, don't forget, always vote biblical, never liberal. And by liberal, I mean far left um, strategy, strategies and agendas. And, and here's the last one. I'm going to preach you up on this one. Always stand, never take a knee. Always stand, never take a knee. Here's what I mean. Um, in the book of Daniel, there's this story. I know that y'all heard this story um, back when you were in, in Sunday school. There was a king. His name was Nebuchadnezzar. And he put a decree out in the land that when you heard the music play, I don't know what the music sounded like, but when you hear the music, I don't know if it was country, I don't know if it was, a, I don't know what it was, but there was some music that played. And whenever the music played, you were commanded to bow down to a, a, a statue that he had erected of himself that was like 95 feet tall and like nine feet wide. It was massive. And whenever you heard the music, that was the clue. Music is powerful, right? Um, you, you can either, you know, go by the world's beat or you can, you can go by God's beat. And so he said, when you hear the music, what do you do? You bow down and you begin to worship a golden statue. And he put this decree out and he was so serious. He said, if anybody will not bow, you will be thrown into what? A fiery furnace. Y'all remember that story? And so here's what happened. The band kicked on, and everyone started bowing and worshiping this idol. Except they noticed there were these three young Hebrew guys named Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they wouldn't bow. They refused to bow. And these were some of the... Uh, so Nebuchadnezzar took an elite group of young people and trained them up. And so they were very educated, very... Um, very confident young, young men, and, and they just said, you know what, we, we, we'll, we will not bow. So news got back to King Nebuchadnezzar that everyone's bowing when the music plays except for these three dudes. And so the Bible said King Nebuchadnezzar got so angry that his face became distorted. And he said, we're going to give them one more shot. When we play the music, if they won't bow, here's what we're going to do. We're going to throw some more logs on the fire. We're going to crank up the heat seven times hotter in the fiery furnace. And I'll show them if they won't bow to my God, you'll face the fiery furnace. So the music played. Everyone else bowed again in fear. Everyone else bowed to the music, took a knee to the music, except Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they, they continued to stand. Yeah. Let, let's read. This is in Daniel chapter 3. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego said back to the king, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we're thrown into the blazing furnace, the God that we serve is able to, del to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your hand. Even if he doesn't, I want you to know something. Your majesty, they said it respectfully. Um, we will not serve your gods. We will not 
worship the image of gold that you set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You ever notice about what we're facing today? Um, if you don't agree with them, man, they're furious. And his attitude toward them changed. And he ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual. And he commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And he threw them into the blazing furnace. And if you remember how the story goes, everyone else is bowing. Everyone else is kneeling. Everyone else is taking a knee. Everyone else is worshiping. And the king said, we'll show you. We, we threw them in the furnace. And I, I'm just here to tell you that according to Scripture, you are redeemed from the curse of the law. You are redeemed from sickness and suffering. You are redeemed from sin. You are redeemed from poverty. But you, but, but, but you are not redeemed from persecution. And you may be persecuted. You, you may be mocked. You may be challenged. You could be arrested. You may lose a job. But you need to stand. I mean, as a church, we, 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 we will stand. I'm not trying to pick a fight. I'm just saying you need to stand because something that happens when you stand that doesn't happen when you kneel is when the king put the cameras on the furnace expecting them to be crispy critters. Something was different. The king was like, yo, didn't we throw three in the furnace? He said, I see three plus one. Because what, what happens when you stand is plus one. Heaven will stand with you. There's just something about standing. There's just something about standing on truth. And not kneeling, not taking the knee, not bowing. Let, let me read on because here's what happens when you stand. So Nebuchadnezzar said, well, praise be. Did y'all get this? Praise be to Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued. Oh, it says, praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach. He noticed the plus one. The world loves it when a Christian is a Christian, when a believer is a believer. Because the king took notice. And he said, well, praise be to their God. He forgot about his statue. Praise be to their God who has sent an angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and they defied the king's command and they were willing to give up their lives rather than serve and worship any God other than their own God. I like verse 29. Therefore, I make a decree. I make a law. I make a rule. I'll pass a policy that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we're going to cut them up into pieces and their houses will be turned into piles of rubble. For no other God can save in this way. I want you all to know, there's still no other God that can save the way Jesus can save, that God can change, that God can save, that God can alter. Then the king decided to promote Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. Wow. Sometimes the way you get promoted is go through the persecution. Sometimes the way you get elevated is go through the challenge. Sometimes the way you get to a high place is going through the hard places. Sometimes you get to the triumph going through some trouble. 
I'm just trying to tell you how to be cancel proof. Because I know it's worried some of you. I know it, it's, it's frustrated. I know it's angered some of us. So what do you do? Well, you don't forget. Do not forget the, wor- do not forget the words of Jesus. Do not forget the power of the gospel. Do not forget the influence of the Holy Spirit on the earth. Do what you can do as American. Go vote biblical. And just refuse to bow. Refuse to take a knee. You just keep standing. You just keep standing. And there'll be a plus one. There'll be a plus one in your situation. God, if he has to send an angel to walk through the fire. Anyone ever been through some fire? Did God get you through? Evidently, you are still here. I I, I like the story. It says they came out and they they don't even smell like the furnace. You ever sat around a fire? I love to sit around a fire, but we can only do it like one night a week because my wife has to apparently wash her hair on the next morning because she's like, I smell smoke in my hair. You smell fire. You smell a campfire. I'm like, I think it's sexy. She thinks it's nasty. (laughs) I got to hear that story until I got to wash my... Ladies, how many are like that? Right? Well, guys, we don't care. We'd rather smell like the furnace. I'm just saying, you will come out not even smelling like the fire. Uh, Are you all right this morning? Thomas Jefferson said this. I love this quote. He said, in, my, in matters of style, swim with the current. But in matters of principle, stand like a rock. Stand like a rock. Andrew Jackson said this. One man with courage makes a majority. One man with courage makes a majority. I, I would say this. Um, three with courage makes a movement. Abraham Lincoln said this. It's a sin to be silent when it's your duty to protest. And by protest, I mean protest sin. Promote truth. Now, I, I read this just the other day. This is, this is just a, a little side note. I'm wrapping up. Um, according to recent polls, Not even 40% of Americans feel pride in the United States of America anymore. But the good news is it's 1% higher than it was last year. So we're moving in the right direction. The number was four points higher than it was in 21. 16 points higher when the Gallup first asked those questions in 2001. After 9-11, we were at 65, 75% proud to be an American. Not so much now. And I, and I think we know why. Um, 48% of Americans think the nation's best days are behind them. Only 40%, 43% think the best days are ahead of us. Age is the significantly difference maker in these studies. 50% of adults 55 and older Say they're very proud to be an American. 40% of those 35 to 54. And only 18% if you're in the 18 to 34 category. Um, And obviously you all know that this is a great country. Any country that you birth out of biblical principles is a country of truth. We've affected nations economically, spiritually. Although we struggle to remember, God doesn't. And I just want to comfort you in this, that God still loves America. Um, God's still sending revival across America. 
A move of God will be greater in the last moments than it was in the former moments. Um, I still believe that with all my heart. Uh, I hear people on TV attack the church. Well, if the church was this and that, I get it. The church isn't perfect. You know why? Because we're in it. But the church is the bride of Jesus. Better be careful what you say about the church. Careful what you say about the church. Not perfect. But if the church wasn't on the planet, evil would prevail. The church right now is the only thing holding back um, full throttle evil uh, right now on, 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 on this country. And guess who the church is? It's not a building. It's you and me. It's you and me. So we can't be canceled as long as the church is being the church. As long as the church is being the church. Now, if you want to have pride in something, be proud to be a part of his church. It's actually scriptural. It says, boast in the Lord. Boast in the Lord. Has he, has he saved anybody in here? Come on. Let's boast. Did he, is there anybody in here that he delivered you from an addiction? Is there anybody here that he's healed your body? Is there anybody here that he's blessed your wallet? Is there anybody here breathing that you wouldn't have been breathing if he wouldn't have rescued you and saved you? I mean, you may not be there yet, but thank goodness you're not where you were, right? 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 Well, he's still a good God. He's still a good God. He's still a good God. He's still a really good God. Still a really good God. Amen? This is how I would say it to you. All the world needs right now is just a proof of the love of Jesus. Just a proof of the truth of the, of, of the gospel. Just a, they just need some proof. So just be it. Just, just be that proof. Just be that. He said, go and be a witness. He didn't say go witnessing. He said, go and be a witness. Amen. You say, what's a witness? It's someone who's been there, seen that, got the t-shirt. Well, you've been delivered, saved, healed, set free. You got the t-shirt. So my challenge to you just this weekend is just be willing to stand. Be willing to stand and throw your hands up and say, I still worship Yahweh. I still worship the God. I will not worship the bells and the Asherahs. I will not, I'll not take a knee. I'll stand. I'll worship. I'll declare truth out of my, I'm not here to pick a fight. We're just here to promote Jesus. Amen. How many willing to stand? That's all he said. You stand. And if you stand, guess what? All heaven will stand with you. All heaven will stand with you.